Welcome to Be Hero Fights. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. I'm Danny. And I'm Pat. And we are here to discuss... Or fuss. Over two hotly debated, highly related topics. Last week, we had a great but unusual fight where we were actually talking about different ghost and urban legend stories and then trying to figure out which one of those was the best one turned into a movie. And it was a great fight. Uh, Danny and Pat joined us for that one, of course, as they are today. And you guys should totally go back and watch that one as well as every other episode of Be Hero Fights here on YouTube. Yeah, but absolutely. And, you know, let us know what your thoughts are. And, you know, if, if you think that we picked the wrong movies, because there are tons of movies that have been made uh, based on urban legends and ghost stories. So if, if you think that you have a better option, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And maybe we'll even allow for a rematch or not a rematch, but a, a second round, if you will. Uh, yeah, if, if you think you can uh, do better than I, because I mean, Candyman's an epic movie. But if you think you have a better option to take down The Exorcist, we'd love to have you. It's true. As great as The Exorcist is, there may be a better movie turned or a better story turned into a movie that you guys know about that we missed. So let us know here in the comments. Of course, you guys can hit us up on the feedbacks on all of our social medias, as well as on all the podcast information. And that's since right. we're here, that social media information is Facebook.com slash Be Hero Media, Instagram.com slash Be Hero Media. Of course, you can hit us up right here on YouTube in the comments. And while you're there, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, the little bell notification, so you know when we come on with any of our stuff, Be Hero Media, uh, Heroes Play, B Reviews, any of that, because we do stuff multiple times a week. So make sure to hit those buttons and be ready for it. Don't forget also to, uh, to check us out on our Twitter at Be Hero Media or Be Hero Fights and everything that is Be Hero Media at BeHeroMedia.com. Exactly. And let's let's talk about kind of what, what we're doing today. So, uh, you know, last week with the ghost stories, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm definitely disappointed that I lost. I feel like I earned it. You know, even even Pat was for the first time on my side. Uh <laughs> Actually, no, it's happened once before. before, but it was one yeah. of the ones where I was drunk, so I don't remember. You put a puppet drunk, <laughs> so it doesn't count to him, but it counted to me. <laughs> Are we ever not drunk together? <laughs> not anymore. Cheers. Not since I don't work with you no more. Yeah, what's up with that? Are you yeah. just saying you were drunk at work all the time? No, I'm saying I wasn't. That was the only time. Oh, that's. That's the problem. That Pat wasn't drunk. Not that Tom wasn't drunk at work. Good point. <laughs> oh, shush. Anyhow. Our, boss, our bosses are going to hear this and assume horrible things about me. Oh, like Matt watches this. Um, <laughs> anyhow, guys. So this week, we are going to have one of our title matches. Kind of one that we brought up once before about who could take on John Wake. Yeah. We've teased it before. Um and uh, we decided to start with something that, that really that I felt was going to be pretty close to an even keel. Um, so we're doing an epic match of the, I wouldn't say the original uh, <laughs> Spy Lord, um, but definitely oh. but definitely the one that, that modernized uh, espionage and, and spy thrillers for the modern age. And that would be none other than Jason Jack Ryan. Bourne. Oh, sorry. Jason Bourne. Yes. I'm gonna cut you. 
Jason Bourne. Uh, Jason Bourne versus John Wick. So Jason Bourne has a has a book series. I've actually read uh, the the original three by Robert Ludlum. Uh, I think they were written back in like the uh, 80s, 70s or 80s, right around there. Um, and then the movies came out in the early 2000s, Born Identity being released, of course, first in 2002. And then uh, subsequently, The Born Supremacy in 2004 and in 2007, Born Ultimatum. Uh, those are the ones that are based on the books, the ones that came after. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Hold your horses down. We got to get the round books. one before you go too much farther. I'm just introducing Hold the down. Hold My down. bad. My bad. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so, of course, going up against him will be the great John Wick. No introduction needed. We'll get that in the round one because everybody knows John Wick. But, guys, that being said, we do normally do comments here. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and skip that this time. There's just so many comments. We weren't able to pick a lot of the great ones. But please hit us up on our social medias and here so you guys can get added to the comments. Soon we'll be adding on our merchandise stuff. Well, it's actually available now, but we'll be doing it so that you guys will be able to win merchandise via those comments. So get used to doing it now so you'll be ready for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, guys, are we ready to go? Danny, Pat? All right. So, as always, uh, we're going to have Danny and Pat be the judge. Uh, More Danny than Pat. Uh, Pat is a puppet, so he doesn't count as a human being. But... uh, (laughs) We will have him be the peanut gallery, and Danny is the main. By man. the way, on that note, I have a petition that I'm floating around to uh, include us in peoplehood. But <laughs> I will say that rights the puppets. I believe in puppets. The puppet petition. Kermit the Pat. <laughs> if you guys would like to sign that petition, go to Pat's OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, guys. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into this. So, guys, round one, fight. Tom, start us off. All right. Um, yeah. So, as I was saying, uh, Jason Bourne. Um, uh, you know, by this point, everyone knows who he is. Uh, very, very popular spy thriller series uh, with one of the greatest secret agents of all time. Um, there, there are some advantages that, that he has. I mean, so, you know, ha- having seen all the movies and read the books, um, if you've only seen the movies, you definitely should at least get the books on Audible and listen to them because they are absolutely incredible. They are my all-time favorite books that I've ever read, uh, novels anyway. Um, and they, they are so wildly different from the movies. Uh, completely different stories. Um, but... I'm not going to focus too much on that because I want to focus on the skill set of Jason Bourne as a fighter, as a tactician, um, hand-to-hand combat, weapons expert, everything like that. Jason Bourne uh, basically is is what MacGyver wishes he was. Jason Bourne can make a weapon out of anything, not just a weapon, but set a trap out of anything create a situation from nothing he doesn't need an underground system helping him rescuing him and saving him at every twist and turn he takes he takes care of it on his own every single time and he always rises on top he's taken down government agencies that are far bigger than the underground assassin system in the john wick movies we're talking Treadstone, which is by the CIA 
which is an international organization, as well as the FBI. He fights against the American government and takes out the conspiracies that are going on, protects himself, and is able to come out on top. They cannot. The the governments of the world, we're talking Germany, we're talking the United States, Italy, France, none of them can keep up with him. And not only that, he's a better hand-to-hand combatant. Absolutely. He, yeah, uh, John Wick's not the only one to kill someone with a pen, slap, pencil, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we've seen Jason Bourne do that. We've seen Jason Bourne kill people with a freaking magazine. We've seen him create bombs out of a toaster and a magazine. Uh, he can speak more languages than John Wick. He's multilingual. And probably the best asset that he has that John Wick does not have is Jason Bourne is known. It is shown a little bit in the movies, but it's especially illustrated in the books. He's known as the Chameleon. That is his alias from the Treadstorm organization. And that's because he has the ability, like no other human being that's gone through all that training, to absolutely disappear in a crowd and they cannot find him. He is so genius at being able to blend in and change his appearance enough that people can't recognize him from one moment to the next. He is the chameleon. John Wick might be chasing him for a moment, but if he loses him for more than 30 seconds, he's lost him. Jason Bourne wins this fight. <clears throat> Alrighty. Well, that's a little out of the normal, because normally we don't tear our opponents down the first round. But... I didn't say anything bad about John Wick. Like, constantly. Uh, so, start off with, again, there's not much introduction that you need with John Wick. John Wick is also known as the Baba Yaga, uh, or the Boogeyman, as it comes for in the Russian myth. He is the guy that you called to take care of business against people like him. He was the assassin that took out assassins as well as other people. He was retired, right? At the end or at the beginning of the movie, he is a retired person and is mourning the loss of his wife until shenanigans happen. I don't want to ruin the movie for you, even though it's been out for like six years. But uh, well, actually, seven years. Excuse me. Uh, it came out in 2014. But John Wick is a force of nature. He literally goes on a tirade sheerly because somebody took his car and killed his dog. He destroyed, I believe in the, the body count when I looked it up, he took out 46 people in the first movie, 72 people in the second movie, and in the third movie, he broke triple digits. He is a force to be reckoned with. You talk about hand-to-hand combat. He has not only you know judo and other martial arts, but he also has essentially gun food on his side. The magic he does with the gun, if you were to do that in Call of Duty, people would be banning you for a name, but he's insane. In addition, you see every single death and fight in that movie unlike other movies that will get round two and we're round two you see every ounce of what's going on in the john wick movie john wick hands down tears it up alone by the body count but it's just a better better movie overall for an action movie round two fight 
I hear what you're saying there, and let's be out like John Wick is fresh on everyone's mind. Um, I'm extremely seven excited. years ago freshed. Are you kidding? There's three movies, dude. The third movie was like two years ago, <laughs> and there's a fourth movie coming out. Uh, is it this? Ne- next year? I think. Next year. Yeah, uh, which I could not be more excited about. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love John Wick, and uh, you know I'm fighting my fight. I uh, I honestly, you know, just. Quick side note, I don't actually know who I think would win in this fight. I actually think this is a very even matchup. Back into it. Uh, Here's why I think Jason Bourne is better. Um, Jason Bourne has gone head-to-head with other people of his caliber and destroyed them. When we see John Wick go head-to-head with other assassins of his caliber... He's matched every single time. Every Until he destroys single them. time. No, in John Wick 2, there's a... Uh, the, Common. The, yeah, the black guy. Uh, it's a draw. It's a straight draw. In fact, he is beating John Wick. He takes far less of a beating than John Wick does. In, uh, in the Until first one... Until he becomes paralyzed. In, in, no, in, in, no, no. In the first one, he has to get saved by someone else because that chick is destroying him. John Wick is consistently matched by other assassins in his league, whereas Jason Bourne has not been matched. He is outsmarted, outhanded, outfought every single one of them. Doesn't matter if it's a distance fight, a hand-to-hand fight, doesn't matter. And he's smart enough to plan ahead for people that are going to come, people that are chasing him. Jason you have Bourne... one person in the Jason Bourne movies, one person that's on his, or two people, excuse me. There's the Asian guy, and I think that's the second one. And Clive Owen in the first one. Two guys who are on his level. And he gets his ass handed to him by Clive Owen, too. No, uh, he doesn't. I can't remember in the issue. Yeah, he does. No, he do- they don't even yeah, fight you're him. You're totally wrong. Clive Owen gets whooped. Does yeah. he? I don't remember. I don't Clive remember Owen's it that a, way. Clive but, Owen's a sniper. They don't fight hand-to-hand. He the way that that movie him. was shot, you couldn't tell anyways. So you're thinking the second movie. The first movie probably. is incredibly well shot. The second movie, yes, it does have a hand to hand combat. It is not Clive Owen. The hand to hand scene is in a in a house, and he beats the shit out of a guy with a fucking magazine. John Wick does it with a book. Yeah, Jason Bourne does it with a book too. Except he doesn't have to break someone's neck over the book. He smashes it through the guy's jaw. The guy was seven foot two. Jason Bourne smashes it through his mouth. Curb stomps him with a book. Seven foot two. But let's move on from the fights. Okay. We all know how the fights go, and people talk about the choreography and everything else from John Wick. In fact, the people who are the choreographers of John Wick are doing directing now and are all about, uh, like, they, they are the hot stuff right now when it comes to action movies. Yeah. Let away from what we had with Bourne. Now, mind you, Bourne was done at a time where the cutscene fight was a little more normal because they were trying to not like. I don't think the raid came out when the first Bourne movie came out, and no. since the raid and the raid redemption stuff like that, more stuff like John Wick has come out. So, I th- I think the personally, I think John Wick gets the point in the fights, I can have fights and the gunfights directly, but it's more to do with the timing. Then we might have seen more something similar to what John Jason Bourne had uh, in that fight scene if they came out at the same time. I mean, I see what you're saying there. I think um, 
you know, they are definitely grounded in, in different universes, right? John Wick, like, it is a little bit more fantastical. Jason Bourne is slightly more grounded. I'm not saying that either one is necessarily, like, super realistic, but the Bourne series does try to be more grounded. Um, you know, both of them are, are incredibly talented drivers. However, I think Jason Bourne might be a little better because he got away on, like, an ancient Mini Cooper, and John Wick has these fancy cars, and he never gets very far. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's fi- he's driving in a big city with large roads, where you're driving a little mini car in like Venice, where the st- like roads are like that big. Yeah, in Venice, where there's no room to maneuver. Yeah, yeah. My point exactly. John no, still gets away, point. and he where... fights off the guys. He, John Wick, fights off ninjas on a motorcycle and more guys on a horseback. Right. He takes them all down while doing that. Your guy runs away like a bitch. So Jason Bourne is actually a ninja. Like he he actually functions and acts oh. like a ninja, as in he can vanish. He comes in and out of the scene. He knows how to change his position. He knows about the vantage points. He's he's so much they, more like a ninja than John Wick. Johnny Wick, John Wick, don't get me wrong. I love John Wick. He is great. He's great at hand-to-hand. He's a ta- very talented gunfighter. I will say that he is better with a gun than Jason Bourne. That doesn't mean that Jason Bourne isn't really, really close. They have completely... But you're right. I mean, a product of the time. They have completely If the Jason Bourne movies were to come out now. John Wick can just break down the door and kill every single person he yeah. sees. Yeah. But Jason Bourne's got to worry about he's not going to kill the cops because he's not a bad guy. Yeah, well, even that, like uh, John Wick doesn't like he could, I guess we chose to, but he chooses not to kill. In a sense, he doesn't kill the cops. <clears throat> he kills the bodyguards of the bad, like of evil people or people in the same league. He kills the gangsters uh, and stuff like that. And he kills assassins and other ninjas who are in the same league as him. He doesn't go after innocence. He has the choice to do so, and it might make his life a little bit easier to to do it as a distraction or what have you to get away, but he doesn't. He sticks by his own personal code, very Batman-esque-like. So what, one thing, and, you know, I, I'm just going to bring this up from the from the book, just one, one more point from the book. Um, Jason Bourne was trained, and in the books, this is really his mission. His entire purpose is to take down the down the jackal now in the book the jackal is illustrated to be kind of the equivalent of the head organization over um you know like the underground syndicate in in john wick an equivalent i'm not saying that he is that organization but i'm just uh, saying that... i think it's more like specter from bond but yeah sure um it, and you know the, the character is actually based on a real person carlos uh the carlos the jackal um but the for robert ludlam's story he made him out to be this uh, basically criminal overlord. Um, and Jason Bourne's task is to take him down. And yes, it does take three books, but he succeeds. He takes down the entire organization. John Wick, we're probably going to see that. But <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I just, I, wa- I want to point out that like Jason Bourne took a, uh, you know, basically, you know, kind of the, in the same scenario with, you know, in the books, he's got the, uh, you know, that same organization against him and he still comes out on top. And in the books, he doesn't lose his wife. He's able to save her. Uh, not <laughs> in the movies. Shown. Yeah, not in the movies, unfortunately. Freaking Paul Greengrass. Any girl that gets around him, he, they guy, freaking get their ass That guy angle. drives me nuts. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, again, I think 
I think when you just look at it, like Jason Bourne, what what he has against him, and you know he you know absolutely he could go on a on a murderous killing spree, but again he's a chameleon. That's not what he wants to do. He wants to be elusive. He wants to be like a ninja. He wants to be covert, undercover. He doesn't want people to see kills. He doesn't want people to know people are killed because if people know that someone has died, that gives him away. So the longer he can go without anyone knowing what he's doing, the more successful he is. And that's why he is so tactful and so good at what he does. Well, with John Wick, he is infamous. Like, your guy as the chameleon, like, he's working for Treadstone and he's, like, their guy to go and take out the jackal and to to mingle in and kind of go undercover and do the whole full-on spy thing. John Wick don't need that. They literally send him out and be like, all right, we need to take this guy out or this lady out for reasons. And he goes and he does that. And if you get in his way, you don't stay long. In the second movie, he gets the uh, the request to go and kill dude's sister. And what does he do? He sneaks in to do it originally, right? He's able to blend in and sneak in and ninja his way through. He doesn't have to fight to get in. But he does get caught on the way out. Uh, and things like that. But he was also set up to get caught on the way out. Uh, Don't you think, though, that, like... And never mind, I, the second movie is one of the best action movies yeah. ever made. Um, but, and it's, and it's admittedly, it's been a minute since I've seen that one. Um, but I I swear that he he's able to just use his resources. He already has a relationship with that lady. And so people just kind of trust him. They're like, oh... Well, there's an understanding. Like people have an understanding. Like Common is or her bodyguard, like her head bodyguard. And there's a scene where like they see each other, and he's like, he does the you know the the line from the first movie, like, "Oh, you're back on," yada yada. But he doesn't uh, use those connections to get in to see her. He he ninjas his way in to see her originally because he gets the keys. He does all the other things that he needs to do to get in. But on the way out, Ruby Rose is the one that kind of gets him. essentially in, uh, caught and then he has to fight his way out and destroys everybody. Um, and one of the coolest scenes, cause they're fighting in the, the tunnels in uh, Paris, the, the corpse tunnels, the skull tunnels in Paris or skeleton tunnels yeah. in Paris, which is just an amazing fight scene on the way out. Um, and his whole thing, like every ounce of what he does from the beginning of the first movie to the what happens to him at the end of the third movie are all consequences from a simple choice. He chose to go after the person that killed his dog and took his car instead of doing what his wife asked, which was to put down the gun, right? <clears throat> to let that life behind and everything else. He chose to do that, and every ounce of that has been the consequence from that point on. It's not a job for him. It's understanding that his consequences have caused him to get to this point and him dealing with it at every step. First movie, he goes and kills someone. Because he came back, he's owed that debt uh, to that one guy. After killing the girl, he uh, is then... uh, Like, Ruby Rose and them tried to kill him. So he ends up killing the guy at the Continental, which was against the rules. And that led to the third movie, which is a consequence of dealing with that. There's consequences through that whole movie and everything else, which makes the story... Like, people always give a crap because they hear about, like, oh, they killed the dog. Now he's going to go kill everybody. It's more than that. 
The yeah. story, as if you look into it, is a fantastic story of dealing with loss and consequence, and yeah. amazing action all the way through. Now you get a a pretty standard spy thriller in the Bourne uh, movies, in the three movies. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you uh, I'm not gonna make the Bourne legacy as part of this, right. even though I could tear you down alone on that movie, but. We're going to go ahead and just skip off of that one. Um, Matt, what Matt Damon does in those Bourne movies is fairly good. Like the action that you do see when it's not like crazy cutscenes <laughs> the whole time, uh, like the park bench scene at the very beginning where you see he has that uh, training against the cops and everything yeah. down. He just beats the snout of them without realizing it. That stuff is amazing, especially in, was it 2007 when that came out? Two, 2002. 2002. When that movie came out, that was insanely impressive. And I would love to see them do a reversion or a new version of that, maybe even with the um, choreography team from John Wick, because that would be awesome. Because there's so much great stuff in the John Wick's, or excuse me, the um, Born story that you can play with. They even did a t- uh, two season TV series about Treadstone um, on Epic or one of the off like cable channels that was fairly loved and pr- praised. Um, they're also been talking about doing a TV show for about the continental, about the world and assassins of John Wick. There's so much here of both films, both world building for these shows or movies, um, and stories that there's ton to be there. Yeah. But because John Wick has more to it, I think it's the better movie series and John it, Wick being the better fighter. It's, 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 it is more, it's more modern. So, um, you brought up some good points there. So a couple of things that I want to address there. Um, we'll wrap this up after this, the final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so the Jason Bourne movies, the the first one was, was phenomenal. Um, the second one was way too jumpy, terrible camera work. And then the third one was actually really good again. Um, whereas the John Wick movies, the first two are incredible. The third one was fine. Um, not because of camera work. It was just, yeah, it was it, they they kind of over overdid you know a lot of gimmicks in that you know kind of went back to the same tricks a lot and it just kind of overplayed itself. But I guess what I'm getting at here is the uh, the Jason Bourne movies definitely revolutionized because before that we had things like uh, you know Mission Impossible one and two, um, you know we we had like the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. Um, none of those are like you can't really take any of that stuff seriously as a spy movie. It's just, it's, it's silly. It's, it's ridiculous over the top. It's a lot closer to like eighties homage action. Whereas Jason Bourne was like the, really the first time that we got a, a spy thriller that was like so gritty, that was so down to earth. Um, the, it was really the first time that we, anyone had seen anything like that. So the, the original trilogy really did shape. It was because of the Jason Bourne movies that we got movies like, uh, Casino Royale and changed the Bond franchise as we know it, uh, you know, for, you know, at least until now, like we, we who knows what the next one's going to be, but everything with Daniel Craig has, has very much been patterned after that. Everything that's been done has been trying to one up the Bourne franchise. So I just wanted to point out that the Bourne franchise is kind of the godfather of John Wick of, of this whole genre that we're getting at now. So I'm not. I'm definitely not going to accept that it's a meh 
<laughs> spy franchise, or it's a serviceable or passable. No, it is the godfather of this franchise. It revolutionized what we have now. Now, as far as as far as the movies go, yes, I, I will admit that I like John Wick 1 and 2 way better. I hate John Wick 3. I love Jason Bourne 1 and 3, and I like 2. It's just hard to watch because of the camera work. Where at, like, that that trilogy, I can watch that anytime and be entertained. I love every second of it. And then on top of that, as fighters, you know, Jason Bourne has a photographic memory. He is a lot better at just understanding his environment and everything around him. I think that, like, hand-to-hand, I think Jason kind of has him. Um, I mean, there there was the one guy that he fought, and he's with with a pen who ended up killing himself he's like yeah i can't beat this guy i'm just i'm done and he just freaking jumped out a window and killed himself yeah he's just yeah see ya (laughs) i i don't think john wick did that to anyone but uh... remind me real fast um because i might be mixing up a lot with from uh, born legacy which i didn't want to reach into but didn't they mention that Everybody on Treadstone originally were taking some kind of meds to uh, boost all of their mental and physical abilities. I don't remember that. I remember them taking meds to keep them from like going insane because they were under so much stress that they would get like uh, chronic migraines and everything. And so they they were on a lot of meds to like keep them physically able. You know, to well, keep uh, running the books, on little least, to what no was sleep. It, what does it say in the books? <clears throat> they mention any of that? Oh, in the books, no. Okay. No, um, that might be from training. Born Legacy. They 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 push really hard into that, even at the beginning with like they have Oscar Isaac in the beginning with uh, Jeremy Renner, yeah. And they push really hard into that, so I couldn't remember if that was uh, call back to that or not. Um, last thing before we go to the final thoughts. Okay. One, I don't know if I would call it the Godfather of spy movies as we know it. Because a lot of the way that we're doing action and spy movies now come from Hong Kong cinema from the 90s, like uh, Police Story, Hard Boiled, things like that, um, who did it better, essentially, than what Bourne did. Uh, have you seen either of those movies? Hard Boiled, Police Story, any of those? Or any of the Police Stories. Um, the action, and it's due to, to being Hong Kong cinema because of the way that they did choreography. The, the fight's better. Some of the story is better um, on them for what we got in the movies. I haven't read the book, so I can't compare it to what the book story is. But what you get in the story for the the movie is a, a little disjointed and sometimes hard to follow on certain aspects. Um, from what I remember, it's been a little while since I watched it. You can understand John Wick's story from the moment it happens. The loss of his wife. The loss of the last thing that she gave him. And the last thing that she, like the last couple things that reminded him of her and everything else. And then dealing with the consequences from that choice from that point on. Not to mention the action. Again, I mentioned earlier that the action from what we got with John Wick is due more to the time. I think if it would have came out around 2000, 2002, it would probably be something similar to Bourne. Um, Maybe, but I don't know. Uh, With all that being said, final round. Fight. All right. So my final thoughts here, um, as much as I love both these franchises, uh, you know, I, I was kind of saving this, this final point for the very end. You know, you're right. John Wick, as it says, he is a man of pure will. Um, but beyond that, Jason Bourne has that pure will, but he also has 
insane instinct. When he had amnesia, he didn't know what he was. He didn't know who he was. He didn't know what he could do. He took down three cops on a park bench unarmed and didn't kill them. And then he goes into a bank and takes down a dozen more. Doesn't kill a single person. And he is unarmed the entire time. And he's taking down people with body armor and guns with his bare hands without having to kill them. He escapes out a window and climbs down a wall like Spider-Man. This is a guy who is freaking talented. And that was before he understood what he could do. That was pure instinct that he was running on. And as the movies progress, as you, as he learns who he is, he understands and he starts tapping into that and he he goes into that pure will mode he's able to topple the cia the fbi treadstone the german government the italian government you like everyone nobody can touch him to me like i i just i don't i don't see john wick topping that well I'll agree with you on a couple aspects. Um, one, when you have that kind of uh, training and everything else, everything like that comes instinct. It, it's supposed to. Uh, with wrestling training and martial arts training I had when I was younger, uh, I fall into that a lot um, where I'll go into an instance of like uh, emotion, like I'm in the ring or I'll put a guard up or get ready to kick somebody based off a of full instinct um, from martial arts. Uh, anyone's ever done martial arts will understand that. But with that being said, John Wick, or excuse me, not John Wick, um, Jason Bourne came out at a time where it was becoming gritty, but it was still somewhat superhero-esque. Like, he doesn't take a ton of damage, like John Wick doesn't, or excuse me, uh, Bourne doesn't take a ton of damage uh, outside of getting, like, he survives, what, two shots to the head or something like that, and getting thrown in the water and somehow survives it? No, two shots to the back. He got shot in the back. Um, quite a few horrific car accidents. He, he's been shot a lot in car accidents. and I don't he's... remember him ever being shot, but part of that goes to him being a tactician. Like the scene, <clears throat> in, I think it's the second one, where he sees the sniper um, up in that, like, billboard and things like that. There's a lot that goes with what Bourne does and his um, training and intelligence. But John Wick has that same training, that same intelligence. He has been doing it since he was a boy. They, they show it in the third movie where he is raised as an orphan um, to be essentially an assassin and everything else like that. He is not just an assassin. He is the assassin. He's the one that people used to call to take care of business against other people like him because he was the Bobby Yaga. He was, he was the boogeyman. If you knew that the boogeyman was coming after you, there was nothing that could save you. John Wick came out at the right time for a movie like this because it gave you the action, the amazing action that you had with it and everything else to go along with it. And a great story that's more than what people gave it for. I myself was one of those people who are like, the dog movie? Oh no. But then I sat down and realized how much I enjoyed the story. And I promise you guys, if you've never watched John Wick or Jason Bourne, you should totally do so. Both movies are very good. Um, some of the sequels aren't on that same tier as the first movies for both movies. And just they skip uh, legacy for one I, legacy. I think we've already said that Jason Bourne 1 and 2, John Wick, or no, Jason, uh, Jason uh, Bourne Identity, whatever. The first and third, and then John Wick 1 and 2. Yeah. You have and to even watch on both of the other ones that aren't as good, they're still <clears> not <throat> terrible. Yeah, they're still um, very watchable. 
But the honest thing is, if you put these two up against each other, it's all relative to two things. Who the writer of the story is, and who uh, who sees who first, honestly. If John Wick sees Bourne first, and Bourne has, like, hit John Wick's supposed to go after Bourne, I don't see Bourne winning. But if John Wick, or uh, if Bourne knows he's coming, or if sees him coming, I don't know if John Wick could take him. So it's all relative to what you've got there. I still think John Wick wins out. Um, he just feels more of a fierce character and everything else than what you see with Bourne, even though, again, it's hard to say because of the time the movies came out. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, All right, guys. Well, you guys have a fun one now trying to figure out how this is going to go. <laughs> yeah. I did my best. Look, you can't say I didn't try. It's true. <laughs> So, what's Let's the start deal with, uh, with the Puppet song Pat. in the middle of John Wick? There's like that scene where he starts talking about Baba Yaga, and there's that song, right? Uh... Oh, yeah. I don't remember this. That's the first one, yeah. No, the, uh, so the uh, mafia leader, I forgot his name, who was trying to protect his son. Yeah. While he's like ordering everything and like putting his son in a bunker and everything, he's singing the uh, the boogeyman song. It's a uh, it's a lullaby to scare children to keep them to behave. Well, just so you know, the Baba Yaga yeah, is essentially Baba Yaga lives in a um, hut Russian that walks Slavic, on chicken legs. Uh, so yeah, like, <laughs> so it's probably other. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Just. Providing some background here, but don't derail this just because you lived in Russia, okay? My thoughts are um, John Wick, played by Keanu Reeves. He's on my list. Jason Bourne. What list? Yes. The wait, what list? The the list of people who yeah. could join we're my only fans. We were talking about earlier. The profits. <laughs> <laughs> all righty um he is the one <laughs> so yeah can... neo but, yeah that, i mean that's pretty much it jason Bourne's yeah. good so my my <laughs> i, I like i really like the choreography in john wick <laughs> like a thousand times more than jason Bourne, <laughs> just because I'm one of those guys who watches a movie and says, and I'm constantly complaining about trigger discipline. John Wick's really good at trigger discipline. Yes. Hmm. And anybody? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Danny. An, an X-ray vision. <laughs> right. I can see through um, this wall where that guy's head is and get him right between the temples. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to go with. Um, it's called Wall Hack, sir. Pal no, on this Duty. one and John Wick. <laughs> Both of these are really good movies, but I think with how um, Brian was saying that it's an assassin getting assassins, and I think because of its time, too, that the choreography of it was out of the park on it. And I think, I think this one goes to Brian. Um. Alrighty. Well, guys, let us know what you think right here in the comments. 
uh, below and, of course, on the reviews and everything else on the podcast then. Tell us what you guys think, whether it's going to be Jason Bourne or John Wick. Of course, it's going to be John Wick. But and we and we did kind of like bounce back and forth, like between like what's better out of the movies and who's better out of the characters. So yeah. take that for what you will. You know, if if you have ideas on who would win in a fight, we want to hear about that. If you have ideas on what was the better made movie, we want to hear about that. Exactly. <clears throat> we tried and to cover both, else... but I definitely focused more on the fighting because I felt like that was where the better hand was because it's older. <laughs> I. Of all the things that go against John Wick is the fighting choreography from James Jason Bourne. That's a well, that, that's not, a fight. Not, that's not, a hill to die on. Not the choreography, like but just like his ability. Him moving like his, so quickly yeah, in the skills. big crowds, and there have been tons of choreography too. Well, so I have a big problem. Oh, I have yeah. a big problem. He, with he does great in stuff like that. Like yeah. as the spy end, there are just too many cuts. I watched the live action Mulan the other day I had to shut it off and walk away for like 20 mm-hmm. minutes because there was a scene that was literally like giving oh, yeah. me vertigo because it was like a cut every three seconds or less. I don't even remember. Pay attention to movies as much as was you guys. The, and you're uh, like, make a man the camera was scene? so shaky and I enjoy the movie or I don't. <laughs> Well, you know, both me and Tom have done studied uh, directing and uh, cinematography. Um, So there's a lot of stuff that we will see that most people might not catch. And the director of Jason Bourne, whose name I cannot remember. Uh, uh, Paul Greengrass did uh, the second and third one and fifth one. uh, Fifth one. Uh, Jason Bourne. They had it, was the, just, it was just called Jason Bourne. So there's oh, the, that's right. I forgot about that one completely. I didn't even watch that one. Yeah, it wasn't um, very good. <laughs> I but the directors for that, like, they did a very common thing when it comes to fight scenes. Is they do a lot of cuts where they can hide the stuntman in there, so you're hiding the face and everything else, and cutting it away, so you're not hiding that. What the John James uh, Jason Bourne's strength was was in the spy thriller story end of it more than yeah. the fight scenes. There were some great fight scenes, don't get me wrong. Um, and some intelligent ways to do, like, to take out people and stuff like that. But the hand-to-hand, like, the choreography for the fights was not the strength of that movie. Where John Wick, uh, the kind of, like, as good as the story is, he kind of lives and dies on the choreography. Yeah. Um, but that also makes it so good. You see stuff like that, and that's also what like, made the raid so good. And the Raid mm-hmm. Redemption, <clears throat> um, and even other movies like Old Boy and other Hong Kong style movies are so good because the choreography adds story elements to the yeah. movie more than um, like John Wick does. John Wick has a fight scene where, or me not John Wick, Jason Bourne has a fight scene where John Wick has a story element told in action. Yeah. So, but again, guys, let us know what you guys think. Let us know who you would pin up against either of these guys, Jason Borg or Jason Bourne or John Wick. Yeah. Um, of course, Chuck Norris will beat all, but uh, I, actually, I don't know. I think I think John Wick might beat Chuck Norris. <laughs> there's only one person who's ever beat Chuck Norris, sir, and do you know who that is? Bruce Lee, but technically they actually never fought. Well, then what the hell are we doing here if we're not talking about movies. in the movies? I mean, yeah, come on. That was produced direct. 
Tom, this is total bullshit. You can't just change the rules. Directed and produced by Bruce Lee. Of course he wins. Are you kidding me? Well, I mentioned this earlier too. It it wasn't a real fight. When it comes to the right, like the story of who's going to win between two people, especially when you have a movie like, let's say that they made a movie of Jason Board versus John Wick. It really, the the winner of that is whoever the writer is, right? Um, if it was a straight fight and they are, there's not like a third person they have to fight against, like Kong and Godzilla. So, but all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for joining us again for this great episode. Please hit us up on our social medias. Let us know what you guys think. Hit up on everything on the comments. And get used to doing the comments because we will be having free merch and other free prizes coming soon. And I'd like to thank Riverside FM, who once again has helped us out with getting us all together like this without us having to be all together. So, yeah. Uh, Puppet Pat likes to bite ankles, so it's really difficult to put him in the room with us. Bye. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, thank you so much. And as always, fight on. Fight on.